it on. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pass It On podcast with me, Steve and Chris. And we are going today, going today, does that make sense? I guess so. Going, going today to talk about great, what did you want to call it, Steve? The great 1950s Bake Off. Oh, yes. And we're hoping that we don't have to pay any royalties for that name. Oh, yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> Although I would I would really love a bit of Paul Hollywood on the side. <laughs> Steady. That's a good start to the proceedings, isn't it? Well, if he's listening, he can slide in my DMs. But surely, surely um, Steve Finnan is the Paul Hollywood of DC Thompson. He's got that same grain, silver eyes. fox look. Yeah. <laughs> I've now got the beard to match, guys. I'm still yeah, waiting on this beard. this beard. We need, we need selfies. Yeah. Oh, you could take <laughs> a like a Paul Hollywood esque eye. So you know, he like leans on the bunk, the like the bunker things, and just sort of gives a devilish stare. Yeah. The bunker. Well, what I don't know what you call What's, it. People, worktop. Whatever. What yeah. do you want to call it? Workstation. Okay. Give us a tip, please, Steve. Press my button. Scones. Always mix dough for scones with a knife, cutting through the dough as you mix. Don't handle the mixture much and you'll have lighter scones. Mrs. C. Monroe, 104 Bottle Street, Glasgow. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll buy that for a pound. Um, scones need an incredibly light touch when you're baking them, so you don't need to, you don't want to be sort of smushing the, the, the dough together. Is that so rise? Yeah, it gives a nice loose texture. Like when you're, when you're making scones, um, the, it, it should feel like this is not dough, this is just this is just crumbs. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and then and then you cut them out, same all the same height, and, and bake them. So the idea of using the knife to cut through the butter is a is a good one. Although I would suggest that an even better tip is something like, you know, chilling your butter and then grating it so you get lots and lots of little bits that can be incorporated easily. Mm, good point. Actually, guys, yeah, there's a lot point. of tips to get through. Hit my button again, Chris. Pastry. When making pastry, add a dessert spoonful of semolina to each one pound of flour. The result is a lovely short crust and no sticking to pastry board or rolling pin. Mrs. C.B. Ross, 80 Beaufort Gardens, Bishop Briggs, Glasgow. Guys, I think this is pretty good stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'm with that as well. I'm scared of semolina. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. I remember it's school dinners, slopped onto a plastic tray. Oh, it makes me sick. That and rice pudding. We're talking about dry semolina, though. Yeah, yeah I know, but even the thought of when it's moist. Disgusting. I have to say I'm with you on that, Connie. For the the dessert, there's there's something unpleasant about that gloopy gelatinous mm, texture. That mm-hmm. just and it's flavorless as well. Yeah, I'm, it's literally rubbish. But the idea of using semolina, the dry stuff, as Steve says, as a uh, something to make the sort of the, the mixture drier and stop it sticking. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. We do yeah. that when we're making um, pizza dough, which we do quite often. Mm. And we'll put uh, either we'll use a dough, uh, sorry, a flour that's got some semolina in it, or put some fine semolina down on the work surface and rolling it out, because that way you it gives a really nice crisp uh, crust and it stops it sticking to the work surface. So I'm, I, you know, mm. fair play, ten out of yeah. ten. Very good. Right, hit me, hit me again, hit me again. Pastry. When making pastry, instead of using the usual wooden rolling pin, fill a glass bottle with cold water. Yeah. You'll improve the texture. 
Mrs Elizabeth L. Thompson, 82 Main Street, Cumbernauld, by Glasgow. Again, guys, that's pretty that. good, isn't it? Well, I, I'm, I'm less convinced with that one because I, I suspect that one's... That, mm-hmm. that sounds to me like a solution looking for a problem. It sounds like it's sort of worked backwards from the science, if you like, because... You, pastry should be cold. That's why we. That's why like pastry chefs use marble countertops and stuff, so that it's mm-hmm. really, really cold, so that the butter isn't melting. So you get that really uh, lovely texture. But I don't think that. I, I don't think it would make that much. I mean, the op- if you fill the bottle with hot water and use that, that would definitely be bad. But I don't think the opposite <laughs> is true. Okay. I mean, I understand it, but I wouldn't necessarily actively do it. I wouldn't think, oh, I'll try that. Whereas I might try the same line, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Connie, have you ever baked yeah. anything? Uh, yes, quite often. I'm actually pretty good at baking. I make banana okay. bread often. All right, do you want a banana tip then? Oh, yeah, always. Okay, hit me again. Banana cream. Oh. Add a sliced banana to the white of an egg and beat until stiff. The banana disappears and you have a delicious substitute for whipped cream. Oh, that Mrs. Pettigrew, like Seven Langholm Street, Scotston, Glasgow. Egg white and banana. That honestly sounds disgusting. Egg white and banana. Yeah, no, I'm not, no? I'm not buying it. No, no, I'm no. Not. I mean, I, well, you just not. wouldn't. I'd quite like to try it. In fairness, to see what it, see what it's see what it's like, but I suspect that what it would be like would be god awful. Mm. No, no, thank you. Egg white. I think we've discussed this before. They put egg whites on we top of cocktails on last week's it, episode. Oh well, yes. yeah, and it just makes me unwell or hungover. <laughs> But there is um, a really good uh, recipe that a lot of, uh, especially parents, will know for banana ice cream, which is just freeze bananas chopped up and then put them in a blender. Uh, a little you know, food processory thing or a little tubulate type thing. Um, and j- just that makes banana ice cream really, really nice. And it is it's good. Good. I've never tried that. Mm. I'm not actually a huge fan of banana-y things. To be honest, what's no. your favorite flavor for a sweet flavor, or what's my favorite pud- like? What? No, like if if it's a, if it's a uh, flavored thing, what's the uh, that is the best mm, flavor to, to to put in there? Some form of forest fruit. So your answer is all <laughs> the fruits. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, no, and so I would have to say, okay, list. Blackberry, blueberry, strawberry, cherry, raspberry, physalis, kiwi, passion fruit. Oh, what sauce? <laughs> uh, who's, who's she? Physalis, otherwise known as syphilis. Um, I would say physalis, I have to say. Phys- would you? Yeah. Well, that one. I could be wrong. I've never heard of this in my entire life. You probably, but, you've definitely seen them. They're, they're very pretty little things and they taste and they're great they're like tomatoes. Well. They're like yeah, tomatoes t- and cocoons. hard fruits. In, with a very dramatic kind of cape around them. Yeah. You quite often see That's them at Christmasy, Christmassy things. You get them a lot on top good. of cheesecakes. Yeah, but it's a really nice tart um, flavour. Mm. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> a syphilis tart. What gets about? <laughs> I was asking you what your favourite flavour was. Tart flavour was it one of them. I want an answer to this. Connie, your favourite flavour? Raspberry. Raspberry. Steve? Vanilla. Vanilla? B- boring. Can I tell yes. you an odd story about vanilla? Mm. Oh, yes, no. Okay. <laughs> My mother-in-law has laughed at me for roughly 30 years now. Whenever so how long have you known her? <laughs> Was it because she saw how tall you weren't? <laughs> no, it's because of vanilla. We were in a restaurant once and we asked, 
Well, I asked the waitress, what flavours of ice cream do you have? And she said, plain. And I asked, what flavour is the plain ice cream? Now, my mother-in-law thinks this is the most ridiculous thing anybody has ever said. I think that's a reasonable question. I, I'd go with reasonable question. When I was a kid, there was an ice cream place near where we lived and I used to love their, they called it original dairy ice cream. That just meant no flavouring. Because they also did vanilla, which obviously was flavoured with vanilla. Um, and I liked the one that was just just creamy and gorgeous and good. So I, I think that's not necessarily a, a ridiculous yeah. question. No, I don't think You've so You've asked either. more ridiculous questions in your life, Steve. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, can, on this can you get that off the top shelf for me? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite flavour, Chris? Cinnamon Ooh. is my favourite flavour. Yeah, I actually yeah. have a phobia of cinnamon. But I don't, like, I don't mean... Cause, some flavors taste like the thing they're flavors of, right? Mm. You know, strawberry flavor mm -hmm. stuff tastes strawberry flavor, and banana flavor stuff tastes banana flavor. But cinnamon flavor, we don't get that much of it in this country, but it's a big thing in the states. You get a lot of things that are cinnamon flavored in the states. Mm. And once I did, um, it's a really nice flavor. I really like it. I did a cultural exchange with some of my American pals and sent them a whole bunch of junk food from the UK, and they sent us a whole bunch of junk food from the states. And I said, they said, "What do you want?" And the only thing I said is, "Give me anything cinnamon flavored." Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but including um, cinnamon flavored toothpaste, which was the most bizarre, oh, peculiar, wow. peculiar stuff. But it's great. That Loved it. Awful. I'm honest. I have a <laughs> severe phobia of cinnamon things. Christmas time is the worst time in the world. Pop. It just makes me think of pop puree, and I just that's a thing that you don't see very often nowadays, no, isn't you don't it? Don't see pop much puree. Pop -puree. Um, is it? I call it pop puree. <laughs> <laughs> um, potpourri um, potpourri <laughs> yeah I don't enjoy cinnamon cinnamon smell walking past Starbucks oh it just makes me feel so unwell I really despise it cinnamon porridge I oh, just, no, you I despise can't. it Wow. Like I, it's, it just gives me the absolute heave like I when, what, when I'm my ex moved out I had to bin it yeah, I know, no, she's, I'm not a fan. she's quite vehement, isn't she? She is. I like, I literally, when my ex moved out of the house, I put it in the bin because I was like, that does not need to stay in my house ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will just take a quick break, I think, and I will calm down from my... <laughs> <Just to> compose <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, my hate of cinnamon. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Chris here, stepping into Steve's usual little ad slot. Just to say, we're shortly going to be wrapping up this first season of Pass It On after a year of publishing every week. It has been massive amounts of fun for all three of us, and I hope for you too. But our success has, like Steve, been modest. We've extended the discount code for the Pass It On books to 30th of June 2020. You just have to use the word DARNING at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk and all the episodes will stay up for a good long while so you can catch up with our earlier episodes. You can help us make a case for a second series by buying the books and telling your friends to listen to season one. Book sales and downloads help us prove that our kind, interesting little experiment is loved and wanted. And isn't that all anybody wants? Anyway, back to the show. Welcome back, folks. Um, during the break, I have been looking through my collection of baking tips and the thing that strikes me is how many fantastic tips there are in here hit me again Chris go on jingle me uh, how are you feeling by the way not being able to press your own button I don't mean that as a, a euphemism well I feel somewhat dispossessed <laughs> emasculated okay. here you go cake rescue when a cake sticks to the tin stand it over a bowl of boiling water the heat loosens the cake 
Mrs. J. Hill, 53 Calder Street, Alloa. I have a slight problem with that. Go on. It's, it's already been in heat in the oven. Why would some heat, I suppose it's damp heaped, heat, damp heap. <laughs> Connie again. It might, she might be talking about um, once the cake has cooled. Yeah. Mm, no, she, because you, well, possibly. You, yeah. Yeah. You, you would normally wait until the cake had, has not completely cooled, but cooled a little bit and contracted in from the sides before you try and take out the, the tin, I think. Well, I just peel um, it right out and I'm a bit of <laughs> you, you just dig your fists in to the <laughs> yeah. boiling, steaming hot sponge <laughs> and you've got blisters, but you don't care. You normally put tin foil in the, in the tin and then whack it out. I'm a bit impatient, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I know this surprises you all greatly. I know. <laughs> Well, if you're impatient, jingle me. Quick cooking. A cake takes less time to bake if a small earthenware jam jar is greased and put in the centre of the tin before you add the mixture. Mrs McGrath, Hollyoak, Hurlford, Kilmarnock. She's just invented the bunt That's cake. nothing, yeah, that's nothing new. Chris, you know an alarming amount about baking <laughs> I, I, I enjoy baking you've had you've, that, had, you've sampled that loaf my that you brought, yes i was waiting to say that loaf so that you brought in was so good um so good but the, yeah that, that the thing that she suggested there is is actually very clever so that that there is a, a classic i think is it german or dutch i'm not sure bunt cake which it comes in a, a tin that is a ring-shaped tin and the whole idea is that yeah you're you're increasing the surface area that is exposed to the heat so it cooks cooks quicker um but very clever of her to have thought of making that up herself it says the bunt cake is from the united states chris is it indeed well that's what wikipedia says <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it might be, oh no, it also says falling. European cake known as Gugglepuff. Gugglepuff. It sounds to me like something that came from um, the old world into America. Yeah, it's it sounds to me like something that came from. But although, yeah. on that note, did you know, are you aware of German cake? German uh, chocolate? No. German chocolate cake. Is that the uncooked cake? Um, no, it, it just means it's just chocolate cake. It's one of the things they call it in the states, but the, it's named German after Mister German, oh. <laughs> who invented no. it. It's nothing to do with Germany. There you go. No, hmm. I, I think that the, the, those non-committal was, was all I deserved. <laughs> oh, no, it was just <laughs> the, like I didn't really factoid. have. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it though. Sorry, know. something I, just to rewind a little bit. Something occurred to me when Connie was withering on about forest <laughs> fruit. <laughs> yeah, this is how fast Steve's mind works. Why are they called forest fruit? <laughs> five, no. ten minutes behind in the conversation. Did, she mentioned raspberries, didn't she? she yeah. Did. Do you know the phrase to blow a raspberry? Yes. Yeah. Do you know why that is said? I do not. It's Cockney rhyming slang. For raspberry what? tart rhymes what? with. Uh, very well good. done. Oh. Yeah. I only discovered this yesterday. That is, good, where did good you discover fact. this, Steve? Was that a productive time of you working from home? <laughs> really, Steve does write about etymology and language, so I'm sure <laughs> that you can justify any old nonsense with him um, mm. saying that it's for his column in the courier. <laughs> Actually, do you think anybody else at work will be listening to this podcast? They'll know because they'll be enjoying the break from us. <laughs> uh, true. Because I, working from home today, I took a book out into the garden because it was a lovely sunny day and read the book, but it was research, honest. It was a f book about the history of uh, Rangers Football Club. 
There you go. If, in fairness, I, I the other day had to had to had to had to take a cycle ride because I had I had some podcasts I had to listen to. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this properly. I'm gonna imagine I'm commuting. So I went out for my daily mandated exercise and listen to some podcasts. Were they mm-hmm. good? They're very good. It was um Stylists uh, magazine, which is part of the DC Thompson family. It's oh, yeah. a great podcast called Working From Home. Um, with its editor and editor at large, and they've done they've done an absolute belter. It's such a good podcast to listen to. I really recommend mm, it. Yeah, very good. I have a question. Forty-two, Steve. Oh, for me. Yes. Um, so my friend has been while Chris was talking about daily exercise. This inspired me. So my friend went out for her daily walk, a bit too far, got a blister on her pinky toe that bled through her sock onto her brand new white canvas shoes. Rookie mistake, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So now her shoes are stained with blood. Any suggestions? Yes. Get a red felt pen and make lots of more little dots <laughs> and claim that it was I like mean, that. Meant to it literally like that. looks like a murder scene. It's seeped <laughs> everywhere. I said maybe bicarbonate of soda and vinegar, you know, because that's yep, everything. Because that's what everybody always uses. Yes. Rub some sour milk into it. So it's <laughs> high. I mean, okay. Sunday Post wasn't big on blood. <laughs> anyway, I can get someone to take her mind off it. Jingle me. Dry cake. Fruit cake that has been baked too long and is rather dry can be moistened by pouring a little sherry into holes made with a skewer. Oh, yes. Leave for a little time and you'll find the flavour much improved. Mrs. J.M. McKenzie, 7 Dafar Avenue, Campbelltown. Oh, I love this. The flavour much improved. And also you feel very happy afterwards. <laughs> my, there's, this is a true story, right? Now, you guys know like how much I love my granny and, you know, like my granny was my life. So she used to make sherry trifle for like quite a lot of occasions. And you would see her getting rosier cheeks, rosier cheeks, rosier <laughs> cheeks. It got to the point she would be serving the sherry trifle and missing the bowl. <laughs> so she would literally be spooning it, slopping it into a bowl, and she would completely miss. And, you know, no, I'm not drunk on the sherry. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> and the, the trifle wasn't very sherryish at all. It was only Granny that was. <laughs> she was sherryish. Yeah, one, one, one for the bowl, two for me. Yeah, that's, that mm-hmm. sounds yeah. good, right? Yeah, yeah basically. I think the tip's a good one, but you, you all remember my tip from, I say my tip, I'm, I presume I must have read it somewhere, or we told it somewhere, but sort of refreshing baked goods, and that's just to give out a quick blast in the microwave. It's amazing how much it revives yeah. bread yeah. and cake and I stuff. Thought- Mind you, we're definitely at the stage of lockdown where we, when we open a packet of biscuits, we don't do anything to like seal it up again. Because it'll take minutes before it's um Yeah, absolutely. Gone. I find myself looking, wandering through the kitchen and opening the fridge door and every single again. 20 minutes or so. No, that's, I don't walk away again. That's the problem. Well, I walk I walk away again because there's nothing in it. Well, oh, my, fridge has never, my fridge has never been better stocked because you're doing proper like, weekly shops now. The fridge is like, doesn't know what's hit it. Mm, mm-hmm. What has hit it is proper household planning. Oh, that's very 1950s of you. Are we having one more for the road, Steve? I've only got time for one more. Yes. Oh, guys, I've got tons of tips here. Well, we can can do a a two-parter. Oh, yes. Okay, let's do a two-parter then. Because honestly, guys, I could baking tip you to the end of the earth. I wonder if for next week, now I know there's a severe shortage of flour Mm -hmm. just now, but I wonder if it was possible between now and next week 
if we ha- if we were able to get our hands on some flour or previous photos of our baking successes what about that yes yeah i'll do right. that okay that's going Steve, to be a, you'll change. a small you'll change. amount of previous you'll things get, that i have bought at Asda. let's put it to <laughs> steve will basically take a mark suspenser's victoria sponge and put it exactly. in a cake tin yeah and put on his best mary berry accent Impersonation. Um, <laughs> we. Why don't we do this? We'll put it. We'll put it to the people for Connie's idea. So what we'll do okay. is do our baking for next week. We'll mm-hmm. put the pictures up of my cake, Connie's cake, and Steve's cake, cake or cake. you know <laughs> flapjack or whatever child friendly alternative, Steve. You can rustle up, <laughs> um, and we'll mm-hmm. let the, the folk decide on at the pass it on pod on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Let's do we'll it. Maybe I think. mean we and might we'll not get flour, but. We could do something. Or you could do flourless cakes. You could do an almond-based cake. You could do yeah. uh, a, a cupcake. I like as a, a mug cake. A cake in a cup. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Steve, you've got the mug for that. He has. <laughs> you were crowing about this mug last week. Exactly. Oh yes, I do. Yes. Oh, ah, yeah. I don't know how to use it though. Well, it's well, got learn. instructions it on it. Tells you. you told Bloody us hell. last week that there are instructions printed <laughs> on the goddamn mug. <laughs> you just have right, to so you've you. set yourself up for a loss. No, no, I'm going to be more ambitious than that. The okay. two of you shush for a minute. I'm going to tell you why I am going to win this competition. Okay. Because I've got the book with all the tips in it. Well, let's see. Mm. Well, well, yes, I'm, I'm confident. I'm going to make a wedding cake in the shape of the Taj Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please do. Okay, Steve a showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did okay. say it was like Paul Hollywood. Let's get one yeah, more exactly. tip in. Here's your button, One Steve. more. Rich cake. Unable to get dried fruit for baking, I used half a jar of mincemeat to add to my usual sultana cake mixture. Result, a rich cake with time saved in cleaning fruit beforehand. Great. Margaret Hudson... 11 Minto Street, Glasgow. Guys, that is absolutely not cinnamon. two socks off. Superb. <laughs> it doesn't have to have cinnamon. Mint meat has cinnamon in it normally. <laughs> cinnamon in What is cinnamon in Well, it's awful. That's what it is. I think we will leave it there for today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, join us again next week with our very exciting task. Oh, I'm, so, I'm excited about this. I'm, my brain is whirring. This is going to be good. <laughs> And we'll have to eat it all ourselves. What a terrible shame. I know. Join us again next week for more genius or possibly madness from the households of Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then. 